0: This is your host, Tia. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top Ten. Why? Equip e- 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 Five Nation. Eek Five Nation. 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 The The Top Ten. The Top Ten. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Top Ten by Deep Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host Tia Fabi, and I just realized that this is the first official Top Ten since the New Year. So, Happy New Year, everyone! Whoa, whoa. We are literally in, <laughs> we are literally in the world of 2020, and so far. Australia is burning and some serious shit is happening overseas so great start to the year so far but let's not go bringing it in in. but let's not go to that serious side of things you all listen in for two hours to distract yourselves from that so let's just dive in let's have a lot of fun and let me actually introduce my two awesome co-hosts for tonight I have Brittany how
1: are you Brittany? I'm good. I already see the cat coming over here to cuddle up with me, so it's the best part of the day. <laughs> Would you
0: say it's the best part of waking up? You know what? It
1: is the best part of waking <laughs> up. <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to have a wittier response. It's okay. I'll come back to you. AJ, yeah. how are you I- this evening?
2: <laughs> I was. I am relaxed. Uh I worked for eight hours, then I cleaned, then I was about to go to sleep. But now I'm here. And I'm happy. Do you
0: see what <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, do you see what you did, Brittany? You interrupted the man's sleep schedule. <laughs>
1: oh no. Hey, it's like eight o'clock there or seven. You don't need to be sleeping.
2: Look, look, look. I was up since five o'clock this morning yesterday so no, I guess today me. and I had to work at 7 I was exhausted <laughs> oh, exhausted no, you no that you was all on me it, it was all on me anyway because I, I chose to stay up I could have went to sleep anytime that but is no true. I did play God for the second
0: time <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Well, AJ, thank you for joining us this evening. Our top 10 topic is top 10 connected universes in TV and film. I was going to say the top 10 cinematic universes, but I didn't know if that applied to TV. I don't know. That's weird. Cinema. Does that count? Would Martin Scorsese count TV as cinema? Who knows? So, I had to do the connected universes in TV and film. And this topic was suggested by Brittany. And at first I was like, man, I'm really going to have to rack my brain to realize like, or, or come up with decisions. But luckily we have three people on this podcast instead of two. So I didn't need to come up with as many as I thought I had to. So this is awesome. Okay. Let's get right into it. AJ, you're going to start we, out. Our before topic?
2: we get in start, before we get started, are there any specific okay. rules we have to follow or anything?
0: Um, even if I did, we all know rules were meant to be broken. <laughs> oh, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't get her started. Uh, I will say, let's just uh, confine this to TV and film. Uh, I wouldn't say, say, video games unless then there was an adaptation in TV and film. But if it's, say, just Solely um, video games, or say just solely books, let's kind of leave that out. Um, if it has a TV or a movie involved, then we can involve it. Sound good, everyone? So
2: if it has more than three movies, does that count as a connected universe, or is it has to go? Yes. Okay.
1: Or can it be a universe yeah. that we just find amazing that we're like, okay, it got like one shoot off, but it was awesome? Okay. Um,
2: you know what? Let's let's
1: do it. Let's
0: do it. If you have something that you can make an argument that it's a universe, then we can do it. But okay, now I'm super interested to hearing everyone pick. So uh, AJ, we're gonna go with you with the number ten. Wow, I like how. Yeah, let's kick it off. (laughs) Yeah. All
2: right, fine. The first the first one I'm gonna pick is Harry Potter.
0: Oh man! Uh, I knew that was one of Britney's choices, so it's okay. We'll I'll say. allow it. Because, <laughs>
2: look, okay. Look, Harry Potter is probably my third favorite franchise movie franchise of all time. Um, is right behind Star Wars and the MCU. Uh, it's probably one of the best childhood I've had w- while watching Harry Potter with my cousins, um, multiple cousins actually. Uh, getting to know um Harry, Ron, Hermione, um, Sirius, all all the great characters that's all in it. Um they all have fantastic chemistry all the way until Deathly Hollows part two. Um i just I just feel like this is probably one of the best cinem- i guess you could say cinematic um shows movies you can never watch um I don't think really anything can top this besides Star Wars and Marvel are like the only two franchises that can ever top it um in my opinion, so I'm going to choose Harry Potter as my franchise.
0: I mean, I would have to agree. I was going to say, I have to agree. I don't think that outside of, say, the comic book realm, that there is a bigger cinematic universe or connected universe than the Harry Potter one. You have, what, seven books, eight books or something like that. Uh, All these movies, and it's Still coming out because we still have what a third fantastic Beasts movie which is within that shared universe so yeah definitely i think that harry potter is a fantastic way to start off the list because i don't think anyone's going to argue with you uh Brittany, i know that you are a big harry potter fan so um what do you think do you definitely rank it as say within the top 10 connected universes
1: Oh, definitely, because I think back to how when I was younger, I so badly wanted to live in the Harry Potter universe. Though knowing my luck, I would have been born like a muggle, and I would have been just like, (laughs) I'd never know. Who knows? Maybe that's how life actually is. Maybe there's all this fantastic stuff we're missing out on because we're nothing but plebs. But uh, no, seriously, I I always think back to, like, going back and uh, waiting for the books to come out, going to the midnight releases, uh, getting to talk to new people, and then the movies coming out, and how big it was. So for me, I'm like, oh, man. Like I, When I think about this topic, I think about what I would have enjoyed to be a part of, like to be a part of that world. And so definitely, I would learn to learn how to do spells. I want to go to Hogwarts and not worry about... Apparently this free school where you don't have to pay to do anything. Who's funding who is funding Hogwarts by the way? Who's running this? Because nobody has to pay anything. They just go. It's magic, now, Brittany. They don't need they, they don't need money. They got magic. Does that mean they can magic food or does it have like is that not substantial? You're talking
0: to the wrong person. I have never read a Harry Potter book, and I think I've seen one movie. So you're asking the wrong you're person.
1: <laughs> Do you know um, what you're I thought it? it was the Ministry
2: you know, of Magic that funded the school. Am I wrong?
1: I don't remember. I felt like it, because obviously, like, the school wait, it might have been the Ministry of Magic because they took over the school in the end where they were like establishing people. So it might be one of those things that they might have leeway to take things over. I don't know. Now now I'm upset because I don't know the answer <laughs> to my question.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm
2: pretty sure uh, it's the Ministry of Magic.
0: AJ, you've so brought up quite a conundrum. Government. Now we're all gonna wonder. <laughs>
2: But that but that's the thing that um Harry Potter Harry Potter's world build blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Harry Potter's world building is so huge that you can just not just look at the movies but look at the books and see all this detail that anybody can fit um forget, even the biggest Harry Potter fans. And to get all of that perfectly in the movies and having so much um, detail and progression within the story is amazing. That's why I think Harry Potter is one of like the best franchise ever.
1: By the way, I looked it up. They said that a lot of it's really cheap because of the slave flavor of like the house elves who work for free. So mostly just the teachers are what, get paid and that's not super a lot because there's only a handful of professors. I'm like, okay. That's that's fine. <laughs> that kind of makes Fair everything like
0: <laughs> they just have like free labor. Um, yes, as also a, as uh call it. As that one woman in Thor Ragnarok says the prisoners at jobs. So that that's what we'll call them, right? The, the prisoners of uh, jobs are the reason yeah, for all yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh yeah, but AJ you know, Harry Potter is definitely a great way to start off the list because it is one of those things that no matter how old you are, people still enjoy it. There are still a shit ton of references to this day for Harry Potter, and as I said, they're coming out with the Fantastic Beasts uh, 3, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they revisit Harry Potter and all that jazz. So, definitely awesome job, awesome pick. Brittany, what is going to be your number nine?
1: It's, uh, it's you know not now, but it was separated from the Marvel universe. I'm gonna go with the X-Men because I always thought back to all the movies with Logan and Xavier and everybody else. I I always I wanted to be a mutant so bad. I wanted to have some power and have to go to the school where you learn how to use it and everything's amazing. And I. Besides, you know, the whole if you're a mutant, you get a hunted death, which, by the way, I think that is the running thing with a lot of these universes is that there is like a 50 50 chance, actually more of a chance she'll be born normal and boring, just like real life than there is a chance of you being something like utterly amazing. But I always thought the school was so awesome. You have the X-Men. You have them, like, going about. You have Magneto, which I love Magneto. I mean, I would have been like, yeah, let's go join join him because, you know, that sounds like the right thing to do. That's totally not some radical group, right? But uh, (laughs) yeah, X-Men. I thought, I thought it would be amazing. And it, even though the movies have been lacking nowadays, I think, I think especially how much I was obsessed with it when I was younger in the TV show and the comics and everything else, I think I'm going to go with X-Men. The thing is, is that before the Marvel Cinematic
0: Universe came out, we had the X-Men, right? Um, And I think that... And and while throughout the years you've had Batman movies, Superman movies, Spider-Man movies, I think that the X-Men movies need to have a certain sort of recognition for essentially being the first real, say, connected universe and showing how it's possible to kind of world build throughout um, a series of movies. I mean, X-Men for many people, started off the interest in comic books and stuff. And I know this isn't the X-Men Fox universe, um, but you know, the X-Men, the anime series, X-Men Evolution, that uh, definitely uh, cartoon yes, shows I that am. I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's what I grew up on. And so I think the X-Men movies really sparked a whole lot of comic book interest for a lot of people. I will say, that looking back, the first X-Men movie really does not stand up to the test of time. Oh, no. We pretend
1: that didn't
0: happen. But I will say, and I know that not a lot of people are fans of it, I liked X-Men The Last Stand. The third one, I I can't help it. I still like that. That still remains Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm freaking... I know, I know, but it's still... It still remains my favorite scene when freaking Mystique gets turned into like a regular human and Magneto goes, She's not one of us anymore. I'm sorry. I love that shit. Just for that alone. Tia loves bad stories. Tia's depressing. I know. I love it. But you know, I mean, frickin' you have some of the most amazing performances. Patrick Stewart as Freaking Charles Xavier, Ian McKellen as Magneto. We were given Hugh Jackman as Logan. And, um, frickin' the X-Men universe, Deadpool was a part of that. And Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson is like a gift to mankind. So, yeah. The X-Men universe, the X-Men universe is marvelous. Um, AJ. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I know. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. No, no, no. Oh my god. I really didn't mean that. That was not
1: intentional. No. I swear. <laughs> oh
0: no. So. Alright, I'm gonna walk away in shame right now. AJ, what are your thoughts of the the the, the Fox X Men universe?
2: Okay, before I get going and start hating slash loving on this. I'm just gonna oh, say well. I'm just gonna say, everyone, get ready for Deadpool 3 because it's in development. Thank God, so happy. Mm -hmm. Now the X Men. (laughs) No, it's not like it's not that I hate the X Men, um, as a franchise. I think it produced some of the best Marvel movies um of all time like I still think X-Men still holds up. I love X-Men 2. Um Days of Future Past is still one of the greatest. Uh Logan Logan is one of the uh, is, is the greatest um Marvel live action movie for my for me at least. Um but as a cinematic universe, I think this is the one that lacks the what is it called? The um connectivity between all of the movies as much as I wanted it to. Um, I don't think the world building for X Men in general from the films, throughout each of the movies that is, um, doesn't work right with me because after each movie you just you're just like, wait, what? That didn't happen in the last movie and why why did this happen? It 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 gets confusing when you watch the X Men as a um X Men the X Men as a whole. Um, I just feel like this is probably like the weakest out of any other cinematic universe I thought of at least. But well, I like I, mean, I love
0: huh. I was just gonna say really quick that's what makes it so hilarious and Deadpool when um what's it Francis says something about uh uh calls it Professor X and he's like what does he say? He's like McAvoy or Stewart these timelines are yeah. so confusing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. exactly.
2: This is why Deadpool is amazing.
0: It is certainly but as you said Uh, the X-Men universe has produced one of the best movies of all time, Logan. I don't know if anyone out there who's listening has participated in our GVN awards. You can vote now. The voting is still open. I forget which category it is, but I think it's like, you know, best movie of the decade and Logan is one of the options. You bet every time I'm voting, I'm voting for freaking Logan because it's
2: The best. I mean, still one of the best performances ever. I am pissed at Juwan right now. Not caring for for Manistil in that tournament. I am (laughs) pissed. That Manistil deserves to be in this tournament. It deserves to be nominated for. Yes. No. 100%. No. AJ,
0: 100%. Never, that, no. One hundred
2: percent. I
0: I will disagree with you, AJ. Not over Logan. <laughs> Man of Steel was a was a uh, a good movie.
2: Masterpiece.
0: Um, masterpiece. I, I Logan say was a masterpiece was a good too. Movie. Can't
1: say great. Logan
2: Logan was a masterpiece too, but Man of Steel was the masterpiece. It was incredible.
1: <laughs> AJ's pulling a Kanye. He's like, I'm going to let you finish, but Man of Still <laughs> is the best movie of all time.
2: Okay, I'm not going to say it's the best movie of all time, but it's the best superhero movie of all time.
1: Whoa, no, no, if, no. If, if we had actually hated, I will, we had I will tie on it, this, he'd be like, it. yes.
2: I will tie it <laughs> with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. There.
0: Oof. That that is, oof. that is that is that situation. That, that oof, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Logan. Logan's definitely better than Man of Steel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just agree to disagree There's the on one, that one that
2: loves Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen.
0: Oh, okay. Suicide Squad, um, <laughs> Suicide Squad had problems, but it was not <laughs> Wait, a I bad, bad movie. Man, it had it <laughs> had more than problems. problems. It, it had, had a lot of
2: problems.
0: All right, but like but things like Justice League and Batman vs Superman were definitely worse than Suicide Squad. I'm sorry. Who oh, would oh, <laughs> Batman vs Superman oh. was bad than Suicide Squad? <laughs> Tia, he murders you. I rewatched Batman vs Superman not too long ago, and I was like, "Yep, more to shit." Next, anyway. This is terrible. Terrible. I agree terrible. with Tia. I did hate the DC the only, film.
2: The only redeemable <laughs> quality in Suicide Squad was Har—was Harley Quinn and Deathstroke, and Viola well, Davis, clearly, Amanda Waller.
0: Well, well, clearly. There were some other redeeming qualities considering other actors from the original Suicide Squad are returning for the Suicide Squad, and one of them is not Will Smith's Deathstroke. But before I say it, before you think anything, yes, I did like Will Smith's Deathstroke. I do wish yeah. that he was returning, but it is what it is. I'll, anyway. f- I'll
2: find that it is. All I all have <laughs> is all I know is James Gunn is gonna do a beautiful job with the Suicide Squad. That's all I know.
1: Who's James Gunn? Oh, I no, was joking. joking. I'm just joking. Oh my god! I, I thought, thought you were serious. I thought you were, <laughs> serious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, Sorry,
0: I, you, you I really, I, you? I really was like, wow, Brittany's uh, pulling this about right to have now. A <laughs> I think your geek card should have been revoked if that were the case. I'm just (laughs) like, but anyway, back to the X-Men universe. Um, It is funny that while we say that the and it is the X-Men Fox universe is dead, but we are getting New Mutants, which is like the last remnant of. Uh, the Fox X-Men universe that's going to be coming out and apparently it's going to be released uned- not you know like as is. There's no reshoots or any of the other shit that they said is the reason why it was delayed so much. It's like, at this point, they're like, just fuck it. Throw it into the movies and let's see how it freaking does. I still think that it should be a Hulu movie or something like that because I don't know who's going to go to the theater to go see New Mutants. Are you, AJ? Are you going to go to the theater to see New Mutants? Yes.
2: What? Oh, yes, I am. I am so excited for
0: New Mutants. I don't
2: care what anybody no. says. I'm happy. I'm happy that Josh Boone is, is getting what he needs. Disney is allowing him to do whatever he wants with the movie. And if it's good, if New Mutants is good, we will have more movies like that. Not specifically horror horror genre, but just more variety and comic book movies within the DC universe. I mean, not DC, Disney, um, the Disney brand. So, yeah, I am hoping for the best for this movie.
0: My hope with it is that it, if it is good and it is successful, as you said, not horror movie but with, say, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, that they see that it's okay to bring in those kind of horror elements to a Disney Marvel movie, and that will be okay. Because they kind of, like, back-stepped themselves a little. They said that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was going to be a horror movie, and then they came out and said it's not going to be a horror movie, it's just going to have some horror aspects to it. So if New Mutants is good then they'll not be as reserved, um, when it comes to putting horror aspects in the next Doctor Strange movie. So that's the, my hope for New Mutants. But, the thing
2: that I the thing that I saw through it was that if new if New Mutants was good then Deadpool is definitely gonna stay rated R. And then I fi- I figure that they're gonna bring other new characters like Moon Knight's going to be darker than what it originally would have been. Um, uh, other new characters...
0: It has to be now, rated R.
2: I mean, technically, it doesn't have to be rated R. Nothing really has to be have. rated R, but but it is it is a big preference that it should be
0: rated R. I think that Disney needs to not be afraid to make some of their movies that warrant it rated R. I'm not saying that it has to yeah, be to yeah, the level 100%. of, like, you know, Saw or anything, but you could make it a little, <laughs> a little more graphic. Oh but you know what that I'm saying? It's cool. like Disney is, like, afraid, and, like, other people are, like, afraid of it being radar. You know, radar has a multitude of reasons why things are radar. You don't need to have that involved, involved for it to be radar.
2: Joker was a good example that people will go see rated R movies and not have a problem with it. Like, people, I remember,
0: kids to see Sausage Party. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: I mean, it's going to happen that the rating doesn't stop people from doing stuff that they shouldn't be.
2: To be fair, to to be fair, audience um like the general public doesn't really pay attention to like trailers as much as we do or like the rating as much as we do if they see like an animated um an animated movie while they're at the um theaters they'll just think oh it's for kids even though that's not the um that's not the reason why it was animated when i worked at the well, movie theaters there was a couple of actually a couple of parents that went to it with their kids, and they automatically came mm-hmm. out because they were like, "This was, this isn't what I thought it was going to be." So.
1: Oh, and you well, can that, learn that, that was against Lime.
0: Well, that was the whole thing with the first Deadpool is that they they explicitly said in every trailer, in every advertisement, this is a rated R movie. And then you still had the group of parents who were like, oh my god, I took my kids to go see that. And it's yeah. like, I don't know why you did. It said that it was rated R. So... <laughs> Surprise, Pikachu, you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? But, um, alright, so, yeah. Uh That's fantastic. The X-Men universe. Let's move on. Um, I'll get the number eight. I feel like now I can't, like, live up to the two that you guys just picked, but um, it is, I guess, a softer way to uh, introduce my pick. I do whatever. Um, it's a TV universe, and it's going to be the Law and Order universe. I well, knew because...
1: it! I knew it! <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, I Listen, Law & Order has been around for literally, like, 20-plus years, right? You have the original Law and & Order, and from that, everything has stemmed. You have the Law & Order SVU. Um, you had the freaking Law & Order Criminal Intent. And then you had the other ones that were a little bit more obscure, like Law & Order LA, Law & Order Trial by Jury. And then I would even argue that the Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, are all within that same universe because they've literally crisscrossed the characters before they've appeared in other shows. Like I was telling Brittany before this podcast that I was rewatching law and order LA, which only lasted one season, but they have this one character and it, this, uh, lawyer. And I looked up, she is like the only one to have appeared on like every single variation of the law and order, um, Shows. So, I mean, the, this world that Dick Wolf has created is massive, and Law and Order SVU just went on to do, like, it's in its 21st season right now, and that's massive. Uh, the original Law and Order lasted 20 seasons, Criminal Intent lasted 10 seasons. People are not getting tired of Law and Order. I think I had even seen that there developing a new Law & Order uh, show called Law & Order Hate Crimes. So the whole universe is massive. It is ingrained into our pop culture, especially SVU, has. I would say is the most popular out of all of them. And literally almost every actor that you see today in movies, you can connect back to Law & Order. John Bernthal was young in Law & Order. Pablo Schreiber was in Law & Order. Vincent D'Onofrio was in Law & Order. Like, almost every freaking actor it's like, oh, if you're a comedian, you start on SNL. If you're an actor, you start off in Law & Order. So I have to put down the Law & Order universe because if you're talking about connected universes in TV – there is none that is bigger than the law and order universe. So that is my number eight. Brittany, what do you think about my connected universe pick?
1: Oh, I agree because you're right. They do all intertwine. Even Chicago PD uh, went through it. I know it's not exactly, but I will say the child in me last when you were talking about Dick Wolf's massive universe, massive. Yeah. So, sorry about that. But I do think the rest of the universe is amazing. They did take all these painstaking uh, measures to make sure everything matches up uh, the stories overlay. And even if they ever cross over into a different state or city, they always do make a nod to what, if they have already made a show where that may have been, whether it's canceled or not, they do make that. It's kind of like, it all leads back into one another, and I think that is good writing on their part, where it is neat that it is, you know, it's not crazy comic book stuff or superheroes. It's everyday people doing everyday good things that are extraordinary, but it is neat to see it in a very uh, very human setting instead of something that, say, would be supernatural or be uh, comic book-esque. So I think that it is a really good one. Because well, at this point, they've um, taken as much time as the Marvel, the universe, to set it up.
0: I mean, in, in Order SVU, right, in one episode, and I forget because I wasn't as big of a fan as Criminal Intent, but um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, his partner, the woman, she appeared in an episode of SVU playing the same character as she did in Criminal Intent. And she even refers to her partner. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I had a partner for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously referring back to Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Uh, In the Chicago PD world, they've crisscrossed those characters plenty of times. Olivia Benson, Parisi has appeared on those. Um, And the head lawyer uh, has appeared on multiple of them. Even in... Season what was it? Late season nineteen, season twenty. As much as I disliked Peter Stone, his character was the son of a lawyer on the original um, Law and Order show. So they, as that's a continuity.
1: Like, and they do like Law and Order
0: also does this thing where they use the same actors um, but playing different characters. But they do do this huge thing of trying to connect their worlds like even because uh, now I'm like getting back into Law and Order LA right um, uh, this is his name which is hilarious Skeet Ulrich played the partner to Corey Stoll's character in, LA, in Law and Order LA and Skeet Ulrich uh, plays that same character on an episode of SVU so it's just all connected, and I absolutely adore this movie. Uh, not movie about Adore this yeah. universe simply simply because, like, as I said, it's so connected to our pop culture. We all do the whole dun-dun, you know, and, and I'm sure that multiple people can, like, repeat the introduction to MCU. um I just love it. It's addictive. I can continue watching it. I love seeing how... It's transformed over the years. I love that they take um, real-life fricking cases. And, like, okay, really quick, uh, just as an example, there's plenty of other examples, but they literally did a a Rihanna and Chris Brown episode on SVU. Obviously, they didn't mention their names. They were different characters. But you sat there and you're like, oh, this is what they're referring to. They're doing a Rihanna and a Chris Brown episode. So I love it. It's It's very, like, in the now and touches upon real-life cases. So, yeah, Law & Order, that universe is amazing. AJ, I don't know if you're, like, like me and love crime shows or if you even really watch Law & Order, but what do you think about it as, say, a connected universe?
2: Okay, so for me personally, I've only watched, like, three episodes. Actually, no, not even three um, I've watched I don't know, probably in total of seven or eight episodes of Law and Order just because wow. my grandmother used to <laughs> she, um used to watch it all the time. My uncle watches it now. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's cool I guess, but I know a lot of people <laughs> love I know a lot of people love the um show, um. So I guess I'm gonna have to agree because I I have no input on the show at all. So I'm have to agree on this,
0: <laughs> which is perfectly fine. No, I mean listen, just like I'm not into Harry Potter, so I really couldn't con- couldn't contribute anything there. Um, but as far as like people like me who love crime dramas, um, you can't. Really like crime dramas without liking Law and Order. And as I said, it's kind of amazing seeing all of the different celebrities pop up. I mean, you had, as I said, John Bernthal, Pablo Schreiber, Kathy Griffin, John Stamos, Bradley Cooper, Robin Williams. Kathy Griffin Griffin was on an episode. She, oh my God, it was like one of the best episodes. She played (laughs) this. She played this really angry lesbian who kissed Elliot Stabler because they were, like, one of those two that, like, they contended with each other, but then she, like, was kind of ultra hot for him, and at the end she, like, revealed that he was yeah, and then at the end she like reveals she was bisexual and shit. Oh, and in the episode uh, Olivia Benson pretends to be a lesbian to catch the killer, and she like really just exudes big dick energy in it, which is amazing. So like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the Kathy Griffin episode was awesome. Like, we it, love big dick it... energy. Yeah, exactly. It makes me miss Elliot Stable. I still say to this day, like, just get him back for one episode. It's been enough years that Christopher Maloney hasn't been on it. It's like, and Christopher Maloney, like, what is he really doing with himself these days? I I know that probably sounds, like, really shitty, but seriously, what is he doing with himself these days? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: go go on at least one episode. It would be, like, the best thing for Law & Order fans. So, yeah. Just, just it, hearing you guys well. talk about
2: law and order just makes me want to watch Law and Order.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> interesting. You could just you could just dive in and the thing is is that like it there are some arcs that have connectivity to it, but for the most part you can just start on any season and just watch and it's really just a, a show that goes episode to episode and you can just binge it there. I mean come on Snoop Dogg and Ludacris were on the freaking show. Like it's amazing. Anyway uh, <laughs> I could talk all day about Law & Order. I love that show.
1: But yes, AJ trust
0: me. I know. Oh shush. Um, but AJ what is your number seven?
2: Uh, uh, I'm That's an amazing book. <laughs> <laughs> I will choose. Will, I'm gonna choose the DC Cinematic Extended Universe. I guess that's what it's called now. I don't know. There's so many names now. Um, for me, I think Zack Snyder did a fantastic job with the Man of Steel. Um, but with Man of Steel. Um, Patty Jenkins did a good job with uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, James, not James Gunn. God, what's his name? Now I can't remember who who directed Aquaman.
0: Oh, James Wan. There we go.
2: I was about to say James Gunn. James Wan did an incredible job directing Aquaman. Uh, we're about to get. Wonder Woman 84 soon, about to get a Birds of Prey soon. Uh, overall, I'm just happy about the potential of the DC Extended Universe. Uh, there have been some hit and misses um, from the universe, from, I'm sad to say, um, Batman and, oh my goodness, Batman v. Superman, <laughs> Suicide Squad. Uh, Justice, Justice League. League. Miss- yeah, Justice League. We're all misses, but oh, God. I, I think that with those mistakes, I think we will have a better universe or better movies within the DCU. So I guess I'm gonna put DCU for the potential of being great instead of it being great right now. So I'm excited. I'm
0: excited for the DCEU. Yeah, it certainly seems like the DCEU is has a very promising future ahead of it. Um and has had successful movies. As I said, Man of Steel was a good movie. Henry Cavill is still an amazing Superman. The fact that we didn't get a Man of Steel 2 is just like criminal. It just doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you want to highlight that amazing performance? But whatever. Um, you know, and I didn't personally like Batman vs. Superman Justice League. was an absolute atrocity. I liked Suicide Squad. Uh, I liked Suicide Squad. Um, Aquaman was great. And even though, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Shazam, it did, like, what? A sh- it, it made a shit ton of money. So it That's did really well. Like Wonder 300
2: w- million. Around three hundred million. Yeah, over three hundred million.
0: It did well. Um and we're getting a Shazam too, which, you know, again highlights and capitalizes on the success of that. And Wonder Woman eighty four looks so fucking awesome. I keep rewatching that trailer like, over and over and over again because I think it looks like the best trailer of all time. Like, I'm serious. That uh, trailer, like, sold me 100%. It looks amazing. Uh, James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, we've seen what James Gunn has done with The Guardians of the Galaxy and his
2: contributions. Matt Reeves, The Batman. Oh.
0: But is that in the DC Extended Universe? See, I didn't even highlight that because I feel like it's out side of all that, but if we're including it, then yeah, Matt Reeves, the Batman, the casting alone, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be like the best thing since The Dark Knight. It looks amazing. Um, Yeah, so I would agree with you, AJ, that maybe not so much what the DCEU has come out with, but necessarily what it's going to come out with makes it a fantastic connected universe. Um, Brittany, Let's hear what you think about the DCEU. Yeah. Um, would you why, say, why are you
1: laughing? Why are you laughing?
0: Well, before I ask you, let me pose this question. Will, are you willing to forgive the sins of the past to welcome the future of the DCEU with open arms?
1: Well, it's like I love yes. It's like I love DC, and everybody always thinks that I hate on DC and I don't like DC. I love DC. I just hate their movies. I love like the <laughs> bat. I love I love like Christopher Nolan's Batman. I thought that was great and amazing. But what they I felt like they had rushed so quickly to try to catch up with the Marvel universe and set up their own extended universe. That they just they tried too hard and they should have just taken their time because people will wait for it. That that's why it bothers me. Like I liked Aquaman, but Aquaman was kind of corny, and it's like I haven't got to see Shazam or Wonder Woman, but I hear those ones are amazing. So it's like all I got is ba- like Superman and Batman talking about Martha and watching the <laughs> Justice League. That's that me and Tia. Fell asleep during. Like Tio came to Arkansas and we're watching this movie, and she goes, "Brittany, you gotta watch it. It's so bad." And I fell asleep during it. During I fell just asleep when I woke up, and I was just confused. You should be but confused. It that shit stand. was horrific.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have, I, I have a controversial question for AJ. Do you feel? And oh my god, like if people were listening to this, I would immediately, like, someone would find my house on the internet and, like, come and rob me or something or beat me up, but I'm okay with pissing off a fandom. Do you feel like the removal of Zack Snyder is the reason why we're seeing more of a positive um, DCEU future? And before I go, um, I'll say this, right? Like, James Wan, had no, like, influence from Zack Snyder. In fact, one of the things that was criticized about Zack Snyder's uh, stuff in Justice League was, say, the talk bubbles in the ocean and shit, which people didn't like, and James Wan did away with that. And Zack Snyder has come out and said that that was his idea. That was not Josh Whedon's um, the third act of the original Wonder Woman was Zack Snyder. And we can all agree that that reveal wasn't really the strongest. Now Patty Jenkins is free to kind of do what she wants without Zack Snyder. So my whole point is, you know, yes, Zack Snyder did Man Man of Steel, but it seems like the other movies he had didn't do as well. And now that he's not around, we're seeing maybe, hopefully, a more positive DCEU. So my... Question again, AJ, is do you feel like the removal of Zack Snyder is the reason why we're getting a better DCEU?
2: I don't think it's just Zack Snyder removal. I think it's just the leadership. Um, Before all of that, it was the leadership of Zack Snyder. I forgot who was with Zack Snyder that was in, in charge of the DCEU, but um, they got removed or... I guess, um into another <laughs> I guess the motive. And we got uh Walter Hamada as leadership. So I think it was basically the change of leadership that's making it better because before before the change of leadership it was it was so like all over the universe was all over the place. Um you have mm-hmm. conflict with Zack Snyder, you have conflicts with the heads at Warner Brothers. Um just it was just it was just chaotic over there. And I think one of the smartest things they did was to like remove so many people in charge of the DCU and let one person be the sole focus and he has help around him. So I don't think it's just Zack Snyder. I think it's just like the overall It was the communication. It was the lack of communication that was the biggest problem for me. Um, That didn't make a good cohesive or a good understanding of what they were trying to do with the DCEU. But now that we do have a single leader uh, with a lot of help with a bunch of um, smart, reliable people, Zack Snyder is still part of it. I'm pretty sure he's still producing all of them uh,
0: he's a producer, but he's not a director yeah. right now
2: yeah but yeah. he he's still a part he's still part of the d c u right now and uh i can't say anything because i'm not i don't know anything but but um hopefully that we'll have like a cohesive We'll we'll figure out uh, what Hermot's oh God I can't say his name. Uh, Walter Armada's plan because as of right now we still don't know what um what his plan is with the overall D C universe right now. We just know what's coming out with like Wonder Woman, the Suicide Squad, uh the Batman, the Batman, um there's still some development. I think Blue Beetle is still in development. I think there's, there's a yeah. lot of things going on. Right. I think Black yeah, Adam still things. Yeah, Black Adam too. That just got it started shooting this summer, right? Summer, which is which I'm amazing. Excited
0: to, uh, yeah, finally they did Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: very excited. Well, to the fact that he's sent- in a serious role. Well, the fact that he's been connected to this for fucking years—like at least the past what seven years or something like that—he's been connected. It, it, to...
2: It's been a minute. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, it's
0: been, been a—it's a, it, been a solid minute. And now that it's like it, finally it happening, is. it's like you know what, good. What were you gonna say, AJ? Go
2: no, you can go
0: ahead. I—I uh, was done. That's all I was gonna say. <laughs> oh.
2: It was that, um, it was Black Adam and um, New Mutants that took the longest to finally start shooting. (laughs) So, I'm happy. The beginning of 2020, as soon as 2020 starts, news. Black Adam is going to shoot. News. New Mutants is finally starting. (laughs) So, uh, I'm happy.
0: Uh, those were the two projects that anytime we did Geek Vibes Live, you know, our news report, anytime Juan was like, and Tia, there seems to be a report of, and I'm like, I don't care. The Black Adam's never going to happen. <laughs> New Mutants is never going to come out. And I'm happy to eat my words. I'm happy that it finally seems like we have concrete uh, news going on. So, yeah, let, let's look forward to the future of the DCEU because. Uh, I need some good DC content,
1: but Brittany, what is your number six? Oh, I, I was sitting there thinking, and I'm going to separate this out just a little bit because I know this will come up later, but I do want to go with the Netflix Marvel Universe because it is a little bit separate from the main cinematic the Defenders. universe. <laughs> what did you say? The
0: Defenders
1: they're the defenders yes so it's like i want to touch on that because seriously i probably should have it higher i probably should have waited a hot second but it's like it gave birth to daredevil to the punisher that you didn't didn't because i
0: was going to put it on my next point so i'm sorry go ahead
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry oh so you were going to not separate it out is that what you're saying no, I was gonna say that I was gonna do the defenders when I go next. So it's good that you did it now. <laughs> oh, no, no, but uh, it's like it gave birth to the Punisher, uh, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones. You know, there was so much to it that you know how hard it is for me to sit and watch a movie or watch a show. Like, and you know how hard it is. I actually looked forward to when we watched those together, when we were, like, talking about it, wanting to learn what else is going on. Even when I didn't watch it, I wanted you to tell me all about it. Like, it, it was good that it was, like, you know, you had the mention of, like, in Luke Cage, it led back to the movies about the bullets they were making that could penetrate Luke Cage's skin. You know, it's so much to it. And I was like, man they really thought about this. It's just a shame that it's dead in the water, or at least for now. Maybe one day. But I don't ever feel like there's going to be a better punisher than John Burnside, Unless they get Frank Grillo in there, and then maybe I'll dry my tears a little bit. I don't talk a about little. of this, right?
0: I don't talk about this, okay?
1: But no. <laughs> um, uh, I
0: remember when daredevil first came out on netflix and freaking like it felt like the beginning of a world right just like iron man the first iron man felt like this is the beginning and i remember actually that freaking i didn't watch daredevil when it first came out i watched it because i was seeing the promotions for the second season and i was like and they were kind of like celebrating the inclusion of the Punisher because I think at that point, uh, Marvel had kind of just like gotten the rights back to him. And I said to myself, Oh, I know that the Punisher is like a big deal, and all the promos look really good. And then obviously, here we are all these years later, and I'm utterly obsessed with John Fernfeld's Punisher. But I oh, know um, he it started it all. But even, like, say, Jessica Jones, right? I have friends who literally couldn't give any shit about anything superhero related who watched shows like Jessica Jones because how well it approached the whole subject of sexual abuse, Um, you know, never showing it, but, like, also showing how the ramifications are of the someone being a victim right uh luke cage obviously was a huge cultural impact i mean the first season freaking broke netflix practically uh you know and as you said it did tie in the incident that they always mention was the first avengers it was the reason why wilson Fisk was able to build up all the, the apartments that he was able to build up the bullets. That they used to penetrate Luke Cage's skin was metal from the incident by Hammer Industries from Justin Hammer, right? Um, <laughs> and you had you had them even mention, uh, I think in the second season, Jessica Jones she mentions Captain America, the Green Guy, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was really this wonderful world that felt like it wasn't completed, you know. And Daredevil Daredevil was amazing, right? Daredevil, like, started it all. It was fucking amazing. Charlie Cox is a fantastic Matt Murdock. And obviously it gave birth to the Punisher, which was not originally part of the Netflix order. But because John Bernthal was so popular as Frank Castle, then they ordered a Punisher series. And we can admit that there were some things that didn't work, right? Uh, A.K.A. the first season primarily of Iron Fist, and the Defenders in general just wasn't that great. But you had really good actors playing these characters, and it's a fantastic extended universe because it really did all connect. They all were featured in each other's shows. They all referenced each other in their shows. Even The Punisher, which you can argue is probably the most separated out of all of them, Frank Castle mentions Matt Murdock in his, like, you still have a freaking Karen Page showing up. Um, you had uh, Brett Mahoney showing up. So it's like you had the connection um, to everything. And yes, Ben Barnes as Billy Russo is like the best freaking uh, villain ever. Oh, it gave birth really, like, and I'm not saying that, you know, no one knew who Mosh. Uh, Mahershal Ali was but it was like it, it definitely made him more uh, you know more people knew who he was because of his performance in because I didn't know him yeah.
1: before then and now he's going to be the new Blade
0: right? Yeah, he's going to be the new Blade not only that he's like a two time Oscar winner he's probably like one of the best actors of our generation and I don't think a lot of people would have been as exposed to him if it weren't for his fantastic performance in Luke Cage. The thing that was great about the Defenders universe is, yes, many of them had powers, but I loved how grounded they all were. I mean, even, you know, Jessica Jones was grounded despite having her strength. Luke Cage was grounded. Matt Murdoch was grounded, um, Iron Fist was, you know, wacky. If you mentioned Kung Lung one more time, I was going to pull my hair out. But you know, I (laughs) love more than that. But (laughs) yeah, I agree, Brittany. I was going to put the Defenders universe too because it's a fantastic universe, and I'm so like nothing felt sadder at the time than hearing one by one all the cancellations and still not really knowing why this happened. He was devastated.
1: I I mean, she straight up was like about to start crying on me over it. She was like, I was like, All I right. feel like, I feel like it was almost like it was like the death of someone in your family. It scared me. <laughs> it it honestly though felt
0: like the death of like my interest in TV because I looked forward to all of those shows and I'm like now I really don't have a whole lot of shows to really look forward to because if you think about it those are five solid shows that you always had a, um, a next season to look forward to and I didn't have any of that to look forward to and I'm like this sucks like this is good TV that's being like out of our hands so uh, yeah it, it did it felt like the death of the family but AJ what are your thoughts of the Defenders universe
2: I love it. Um I remember the first season of Daredevil when um was it first season? No. The second season of Daredevil when the Punisher um the um Punisher was announced and that scene when they were on the rooftop uh it it still gives me chills when um this just the interaction between Punisher and Daredevil it just felt like for me at least it felt like what Batman versus Superman should have been the ideology the just everything between um gosh Punisher and Daredevil was amazing, and then you have they have Electra uh which I know a lot of people don't like Electra Elodie El- um El- El- Young's Electra but I did not like Electra I, I I am in love with her <laughs> I, love, uh, I love
1: Of course you I, are I,
2: I I love the chemistry between Electra and um Matt Murdoch even though the only reason closet, I, the, <laughs> it is toxic. I will give you that, but that that's the point between the two. That that's what makes the relationship so um, intriguing. It keeps you glued to the TV. No matter how much you might not like Elektra, it. Be, I feel like it's because of her that they're It's because their double is incredible, for me at least. And then you have the only reason why. I was
0: just going to say, the only reason why I approved of Elektra and Matt being together was so that Karen Page could be with Frank Castle. But Elektra <laughs> also made uh, Matt Matt be really freaking stupid, so I didn't appreciate that. But as you said, AJ, the, the entrance of the Punisher in Daredevil Season 2 like remains like, the most badass thing ever. And some of the fight choreography, um, between John Bernal and Charlie Cox, beautiful. Like, I would say it rivaled some of the fight choreography in the actual movies, because it was so No, I actually think it's better. I actually think the
2: fight choreography in the TV shows are better than the movies.
0: I didn't want to be that controversial, but you're completely right. No, you're completely right, AJ. It was beautiful, um. And the second season of Luke Cage, uh, I thought Bushmaster was, like, the best thing. And the fact that we don't get to see Mustafa Shakir come back, you know, as Bushmaster, I thought... Stopped. Oh, he
2: was so um, good. so He good. was so
0: good. So freaking good. That was another actor that, you know, I was completely exposed to that I wouldn't have been exposed to before. I, honestly, the, we all could admit the weakest link was Iron
1: Fist. <laughs> Didn't John Brenthal accidentally accidentally actually punch like Daredevil Matt Cox? He kicked uh, Charlie Cox in the ribs because Charlie Cox
0: said I that it was Matt they Cox, were
1: like Matt Murdoch and
0: oh my, uh, my bad. Charlie Cox. Um they were doing the scene and before the scene, uh Charlie Cox said to John Brenthal you know, I never want people to hold back so don't don't hold back, you know, we don't want it to look fake. Um, But he was like, I didn't expect him to freaking, like, break one of my ribs. (laughs) Oh my god! One of the best shot scenes in The Defenders, by the way, was the final battle in The Punisher Season 1 between Billy Russo and Frank Castle. Like, beautiful, like, a symphony, harmony, amazing. Um, I'll say one more thing that I was able to see Charlie Cox and Tom Hiddleston on stage, you know, for the Betrayal Broadway show. Um, And all I did as I was staring on stage was, like, it's Loki and Daredevil together. Um,
1: Oh, my gosh. Somebody probably
0: shipped it. If Disney Plus ever decides to bring – something back from the Defenders universe. I will argue this that. And Joelle from GVN always is like, no, bring them all back. And I'm like, I'm not going to be greedy here. Just bring back Daredevil. You can have the Punisher back on. Um, you can have Karen Page. You can have Foggy. I'm like, just bring back Daredevil, you know, and I'll be square. I'll be straight. Because uh, Kristen Ritter has already said that she's done playing Jessica Jones. And um, Mike Coulter has his gig with the show Evil. So just bring back Daredevil. That's that's all I'm going to say. But um, let's move on just for the sake of time. Now, Brittany, now that I'm looking, I'm like, oh, what am I going to pick?
1: I'm sorry. hmm. Uh,
0: Okay. It's a smaller universe, but I don't think that it's covered within – AJ's last pick, so I'm going to pick the um, the DC Universe app universe, which sounds like really weird. The DC Universe app universe. You mean the Titans <laughs>
2: universe? Sadly, <laughs> it's Titans. No, it's CW okay. now. It's CW now.
0: Yeah, the CW. Well, I'm not trying to talk about the Arrowverse necessarily, I want to talk about just Titans and Doom Patrol. But mostly Doom Patrol. <laughs> I <knew> it. <laughs> but seriously, like, it is funny, AJ. My mom was watching uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? And she was like, so I don't know who these people are. And I was like, that's the characters from Titans. I was like, what? I was like, even though it was like a split second, that's still crazy that they decided to do that in the first place. Which, actually, now that you mentioned AJ, I guess with Stargirl, it makes it more apparent that the CW ah. universe is now tied into the DC universe app universe. So I that is a little it. crazy. But... I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they say he hates he it. it. Um, he hates it. He's not liking oh. it. Uh, Why? <laughs> But I just don't Titans like the
2: CW a, universe. Oh.
0: The first two seasons of The Flash were the best, all right? After that, they lost me. After the reveal in The Flash season three of who the villain was, I was like, yeah, no. But um, <laughs> Titans, as we know, is fucking phenomenal. Um, great costumes. Bad, that has badass um, fight choreography. Um, I love the whole darker spin on it. And then, of course, we have to talk about my favorite of all favorites, Doom Patrol. Um, holy shit, that show in general is, like, the best thing ever. The kookiest, wackiest, most fantastic uh, show ever. Brendan Fraser as a robot. Matt Bomer as, an, like, a freaking radioactive mummy. Elastigirl. Uh, Diane Guerrero like playing pretty much 64 characters in one freaking show like phenomenal phenomenal what other show has a guy who can make people orgasm because he decided to flex one of his muscles like I love, <laughs> Doom Patrol. I love Doom Patrol I love Titans I love this little extended universe that they got going on um and I think that the DC Universe app is kind of underrated because you have the, the animated Harley Quinn uh, show out on it, and that's amazing. Anyone who's a fan of DC loves cartoon shows. Um, I think it's a fantastic show. But anyway, AJ, I know that you really like Titans. Um, what do you think about this extended universe? And don't worry, we can pretend that the CW doesn't exist.
2: Okay. Well I'm with you on this. I love it. Titan season one was really good for me. Uh Titan Season Two was incredible. Uh and Doom Patrol, I have to agree with you, is probably the best on the D C streaming universe. Um streaming, um streaming service. Um Uh what can I you already said everything. The fight choreography and all of the shows are incredible. Uh, I love, I love how they use Robin. I love how they actually. Which Robin actually? What's his name? Not, not Tim Drake. Um, Jason Todd. I Jason Todd is probably my favorite character out of the Titans. Uh, I love how they progressed uh did Grayson's character art throughout season one and season two. I love Donna Troy. Uh Raven. There was a lot of controversy around Raven. Uh many people still don't like her because because of reasons. I love her.
0: Um I love Hawk um, and
2: I can't
0: I I love Sarah. Oh, yeah, like, Hawk and Mhm.
2: I love their um, storyline together.
0: I think that the guy who played Deathstroke was insanely good. Like,
1: really yes. oh, good.
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, from the moment he, like, stepped on screen, I was like, ooh, this is, this is good. I was <laughs> like, this is fantastic. <laughs> like, bring him into the movie universe if you can't get uh, Joe Maganella to come back. Uh, yeah I I love all of it and Doom Patrol as you guys know as you said it's fantastic the heart that it has behind it the storylines uh, yeah it's, it's so good Brittany um, I know that you haven't watched a whole lot of this stuff but what are your thoughts of this extended universe
1: see I can jump on the DC app like universe especially Doom Patrol because I watched the first couple of episodes And it really does, it it has the goofiness, but it also pulls at your heartstrings where you're like, man, that really sucks. But I got very quickly attached to all the characters. And I haven't seen Titans, but the trailers always looked amazing before it came out. And it's like, I love what they're doing with it. It's almost like their second shot at it. Because it's like before, you know, it was, oh, DC has the TV shows, Marvel has the movies. And that didn't much change the Marvel shows would always fall flat, and the d c movies would fall flat, like you know what I mean, like the shows would fall flat, and the movies would be good. You know, however, you wanna situate that sentence there, but uh the <laughs> d c started it started to fail, and I was like, man, I was like, what happened? Did they just run out of ideas and so to see it with the app become so fresh and new? where I you know, I would hear Tia talk about, like, oh, this episode was so good. It, was, it doesn't take itself seriously. You know, it's fresh. I think sometimes, say with Flash, where it's like, we have, uh, we have, what was the, the main guy in the wheelchair? Uh, we have him, but there's actually, like, three, four, five, six, seven Harrison different wow. versions of him. Yeah, there's, like, seven different versions of him. And you're just like, What? What? It's always it's like better, a rehash, yeah. Yes, it was nothing original. Well, with these, you feel like you're getting something new every time. So yeah, I, and love
0: and I'll say two things. I'll say before we move on, just for the sake of time, uh, Brittany, you better watch the second season of Doom Patrol when it comes out because we're gonna do a top ten over it and okay, still okay. the most. And still, the most iconic thing that the Titans has ever done is in their first trailer having Robin go, Fuck Batman. (laughs) (laughs) The best best thing ever. Yes. (laughs) yes. I I feel like that was like the talk of the nerdy world for ages before the fucking show came out. That they're like, Did Robin really just say F Batman? It's like, Yes. Robin just said F Batman. So. Yeah, that's why it'll always be uh, a little special place in my heart. But um, let's move on. AJ, what is your number four?
2: Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the MCU. Uh, wow,
0: this this early?
2: Well, we're on number four, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true. You always freaking me up. I
2: don't, <laughs> anyway, I think for me, MCU is probably the second is the second best franchise, second best connected universe of <laughs> all time. Kevin Feige is a wonderful, amazing producer, uh incredible nerd. Uh, from the start with the what the Incredible Hulk, uh, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, all those characters were are sorry are incredible. Um, their chemistry, it just their chemistry between all of them reminds me. This is probably going to be very controversial, but I'm going to say that I love their chemistry as much as I love Han, Luke, and Leia's chemistry and the original Star Wars trilogy. Whoa. Um, I still have some issues with the universe, but overall, it is a fun time. There's a lot of important stuff, um, important topics they touch on and each of in any of the movies. Uh, What else? Um, We have probably one of the best villains of all time, Thanos. Uh, Best hero, Black Panther. (laughs) Shout out to Black Panther. Uh, I love, like I said before, Iron Man probably had the best send-off, I think. Captain America also had a fantastic send-off. Um, right now, Kevin Feige and his team are doing great things, and right now, it looks like they're going to get even better and better within the future, especially with Moon Knight coming out, with She-Hulk coming out, um, Dr. Strange, WandaVision, um, Shang-Chi, it, they're, they're making big moves, and it's it's a good time to be a Marvel fan.
0: It is a very good time to be a Marvel fan. Um, yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is probably one of the biggest uh, cinematic universes of all time. I mean, what Kevin Feige has done to be able to keep the momentum now 10-plus years later from the first Iron Man, connect like 20-something movies all to each other, that is no small feat whatsoever. That is huge. And I've enjoyed every single movie from the start, from the first Iron Man up until Endgame. I think that they all are extremely enjoyable. I can re them and rewatch them. Actually, the other day I re-watched both the first Ant-Man and uh, Thor Ragnarok. Just for shits and giggles, because why not? <laughs> and as you said, AJ, there's so much that we have to look forward to with the DC, uh, not the, well, the Disney Plus app. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all of them. Well, I, I know I said DC or you know, whatever. I got distracted by one of my cats. See me, uh, but <laughs> you know what I mean. my freaking. We have the Winter Soldier and Falcon show coming out. Frickin' Division is coming out this year. Um, Freaking She-Hulk, uh, all of that. Like, everything that AJ said. Moon Knight. I agree. Life. Moon Knight. Yeah. I agree 100%. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a little funny, at least to me. I, for some reason, have gained, like, even more of, like, an excitement for Shang-Chi by seeing, like, how much the Ten Rings kind of have, like, played into the Marvel Universe, but we don't realize it because we're always so, like, stuck on Hydra, but if you, like, look back, you realize, like, how much of an influence the Ten Rings have had. Like, I just read something that there was a cutscene from the first Ant-Man where Darren Cross is, like, showing off his experiment and there was a guy in the room with the tattoo, like, on his neck And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they've been, like, teasing this for a really long time, and we're, like, kind of just now finally getting it. So I'm like, okay, I'm really interested. Like, I'm kind of happy that maybe we'll be moving away from Hydra. It's had its moment. We don't need it anymore. And I'm looking forward to freaking Black Widow. So, yeah. Let's go. We need David Harbour. We need David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Yeah, let's go. Let's more Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm freaking pumped. Brittany, like, tell us uh, your thoughts about what we've already had with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what we're getting with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I
1: was going to say, like, for me and for all of us, honestly, yeah, the Marvel Universe has been such a big part of our lives because I remember Iron Man, Man, what year did it come out? I was like in junior high. 2008. High 2008. <laughs> I graduated in 2012. Man, wait, so I was in ninth grade? Am I doing that math right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but, like, I, I was like in junior high. You ever think about it? It's like I'm like 25 now, and so it's like that's all we've had this whole time, and just see it continuing is pretty wild that I think I've seen it every Marvel movie I can't say that for hardly anything the watching like that many movies Tia knows me it's hard to get me to sit down and watch anything but she knows that when um which movie, I went and saw Infinity War like six times Like, enough that Tia was like, oh, my God, Brittany, you need to stop. I was working for a chiropractor, and, like, every day after work, I would just go see it because I had nothing (laughs) better else to do. Like, Tia knows how bad it was. So, you know I'm obsessed. I do hope for a better Captain Marvel. I felt like it was a little too, I don't know. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I could. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it was the story setup or what. Nick Fury was great in it. Goose was great in it. Uh, Talos was great in it. But there's just something off about Captain Marvel. The rest of it, though, I believe, was great.
0: Well, I mean, we've had our like bad ones, right? Like for the Dark World, Age of Ultron. But I think that Age of Ultron was
2: incredible.
0: Oh, you're like dumb. You love it. I love Age of Ultron. Um, I mean,
2: there were some Iron Man 2 good was part. pretty bad. I would say Iron I would say Iron Man 2 was pretty bad. Thor: The Dark World was I
0: pretty bad. The Dark World was pretty bad. I didn't mind Iron Man 2. I rewatched that recently. I'm like, I like this. But I know that people didn't necessarily like Iron Man 3. It's been a really long time. Like, do we even, I feel like everyone talks about Iron Man 2 being bad. That it's like this do people forget that there was a third Iron Man? This is why, as much as I love Tony, like Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, that the Iron Man trilogy will is, like, in third place compared worst. to the Thor. Yeah,
2: it's, compared, it's the worst out of the Compared trilogy. to the
0: Thor and the Captain... Yeah, definitely the worst. Um, I think that the Thor is... Well, I would say the Captain America trilogy is the best, and Thor comes, like, close, close after. And then Iron Man's, like, kind of, you know like, on the wayside, but, yeah, freaking, (laughs) the MCU is amazing, I freaking love it, I love every movie, I love that the heart, that it kind of, like, has, um, behind, sorry, if you guys heard that, apparently, my boyfriend's, like, watching some war shit, and there's, like, bombs going off, so,
1: but oh
0: I don't know. no. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? We're being attacked. Um, <laughs> all right. but, We're oh, shit. Uh, you know, it's not too far fetched considering recent uh news. But anyway, I told you I wouldn't get too serious on this. Side, but, <laughs> uh yeah, no. I freaking love it. I can't wait for it. Can't wait for frickin' um, Black Widow just to see frickin' David Harbour as the Red Guardian. I, As you guys know, The Winter Soldier is, like, my favorite movie of all time with the MCU. So the fact that we're getting a Falcon and Winter Soldier show, um, yeah, definitely. Like, that needs to come out. And a Loki show, Tom Hiddleston reprising as well, yeah. I'm so excited about all this. The fact that we're getting a third Ant-Man um, that they're gonna come out with a third Spider Man movie. Yeah, I'm, like it's too much to even go through, but I kinda need like Marvel content now. Like let's just show up now please. But uh yeah, AJ, that's amazing. No one's gonna argue with you. The MCU is fantastic. Um, Brittany, what's your number three?
1: I was gonna say I need to switch it with the Netflix uh Marvel series. <laughs> But uh, what I need, and y'all are going to laugh at me, so I need you to not judge me. These movies are awful, but I love them. And it's like <laughs> the extended universe of Glass, Unbreakable, and Split. I what love it. What do we it? call the on The, 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 the M. Night Shyamalan universe? The I know. It's the called, I think, the Unbreakable universe because that was the first one. But I love the thought of, like, there's superheroes out there but that a lot of it's just like uh, that the heroes that are there is like that almost you have to believe that your powers are real for them to even be able to manifest uh, like um like an unbreakable, uh bruce willis's character he doesn't he think he doesn't even sit there and realize oh he hasn't been sick ever or that the only time he's been kind of hurt is that he nearly drowned, so that's his weakness is water and about how um oh who was it? Oh what's his name? Why can't I think of this name? The guy that plays glass, Mr. Glass. Why can't I think of his name? Was it Samuel?
2: Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Yes. The guy in the I don't wheelchair? know why. I'm, like, having a heart attack over here. Don't judge me. No, i But it was, like, he was talking about, like, basically it's all been this conspiracy by the government to, like, pull people's belief that, like, oh, they're just crazy. They basically gaslight them into, like, disbelieving their powers and that you find out that there's plenty of people with powers out there. They just don't know how to manifest them. But it's, like, I loved Unbreakable. The ending was rushed. I loved Split, even though it was kind of wild, a little terrifying. I think Split's probably the best out of all of them. And then you had Glass, which Glass, the ending sucks. That's what I'm learning about all these movies, is that their endings suck <laughs> the butt. Like, like that's the whole thing. It's like they get these movies set up, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And you're done. you're like, w- where's the meat? <laughs> we're, 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 so like that Arby's commercial, like where's the beef? But, where's um, the meat? <laughs> right. You know, that's how I feel though. I, um, I just, I love the universe though. I love how it's set up. I love the characters. I love Mr. Glass. I don't know if they ended up calling uh the Unbreakable character. I can't remember because he's got the green cloak. But uh, split. I, I love them. And Tia knows how excited I was when Glass came out. Like I was obsessed. I was like, I gotta go see it. I gotta go see it. And my slight disappointment at the ending, but for the most part, it was pretty darn good. I enjoyed it. I would, I would, I would sit down with a nice glass of wine and rewatch it. But besides that, I love that universe. But I wouldn't put it over the Netflix Marvel. <laughs> it's okay for you. Don't
0: have to feel. Uh, so ashamed of this universe, it's the M. Night Shyamalan universe. I will still say that my favorite um moment on one of these podcasts recently was revealing that Luke Kirby was in glass, and you're (laughs) like, I
1: I know because sitting back, sitting back, I can sit there and remember his face exactly where he was. But, like, and that's the crazy thing. When you said it, I was like, oh, my God, that was Luke Kirby. But I would have never thought, like, to just sit there and go, huh, that character's cool, until I, I had an obsession. Don't judge me.
0: <laughs> I always judge.
1: Anyway.
0: Um, and I saw, so I can't say a whole lot because I've never seen Unbreakable and I didn't see Glass. But I really like Split. I thought Split was a great movie and, if anything, showed James McAvoy's range. So, yeah, I, I think definitely that is a extended universe that M. Night Shyamalan intended to put together. Um, AJ, have you seen all three movies?
2: I did not see Unbreakable. Um, Glass and Split, I... I like both of them, but I think I like Split more than Glass. Um, I agree. God, now I can't remember his name. Why can I not remember his name? Who is James the Max main
0: Boy. Bruce Willis.
2: James McClendon. Ma- no, is it
1: James McClendon?
2: Yeah, James McClendon. Yeah, James No, I don't know. I'm I'm blanking now. Anyway. um, He got
1: beefed out for that role.
2: Yeah he did. <laughs> He he really did. I but um I thought James McAvoy's um having um so many personalities in this movie. I thought he did a fantastic job with it. Same with glass, um split as an overall movie, I thought it was probably one of the best movies of twenty sixteen. Um, and that had so much hype for um glass, much but it didn't really exceed my expectations as I thought it would. But I thought that was, I still think it was
1: pretty good.
2: Um, I'm breakful, I still haven't seen I probably won't see it at all. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think, I think this is a, I hope that they continue, um, another sequel or some, um, another movie from Glass and hopefully they can build on that lore and continue forward, because I think Split and Glass were a good start.
0: I yeah. agree. Um, I was going to say, Brittany, any uh, any comments there?
1: Uh, nope, I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still think that this this
0: definitely deserves to be on the list, um, just because it was kind of an an incredible feat for M Night Shyamalan to uh, pretty much connect a movie with a former movie of his. That wh- when did Unbreakable come out? Because that came out really, yeah. So to come out like what? 16 years after, and to connect it all, I mean, yeah, it definitely was an incredible feat. Maybe Glass didn't live up the way that it should have, but, hey, it's M. Night Shyamalan. He has some hits and he has some misses. So, uh, awesome pick, Brittany. I'm gonna take a number two. I had to two
1: my laughter on my end because of Tia sending me a picture of Luke Kirby getting crushed, and I was like sitting yeah. here snorting. I had to mute myself because I was like this dumb jerk over here trying to make me crack. <laughs> I'm oh, Tia. God. <laughs> oh
0: man! For anyone listening, I sent Brittany. Uh, a picture just now on Messenger. I'm not going to let you know what it says, but it it was pretty funny. I, I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, Brittany, stop. I can't even go on.
1: All right, see? See? We'll send it to you. We'll send it to you, eggnogs. <laughs>
2: I'm kind of scared to know what it is now.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. she can't
1: <laughs> I can't stop.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Let's do number two. Uh, God damn it. I, I have, like, no picks right now because everything I feel like got picked already. Um, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to pick something, but it only has had one. Uh, I guess I'm breaking a rule kind of mine, but as I said, rules are meant to be broken. It only has one like live action venture, but it has been books and it has been video games. So it is The Witcher. I am putting The Witcher universe as my number two because, as many people know, I love the fucking Witcher uh Henry Cavill this is going to be controversial for me to say but I will keep him as Geralt of Rivia um over him as Superman if that's the sacrifice that we have to make if it's either Superman or Geralt I'm going with Geralt because <laughs> he was phenomenal in that that show is phenomenal. the fight choreography episode 1 That sword fight at the end of episode one was, like, it it was the level of, like, say, how good the Defenders, like, with Daredevil and Punisher, that fight choreography, it was, like, extreme good. AJ, did you know that fight choreography was one take in the first episode? That was one take of that whole sword fight, and it was
1: beautiful.
0: Um, Henry Cavill as Geralt, I love him. I love that his favorite words are grunt noises and the word fuck, um, Frickin' his whole <laughs> little his his bonds with his horse Roach, uh, Yaskier. Everyone needs to have to- toss the coin to your Witcher on play.
1: Uh, because oh my I gosh! I'm stuck in my head again.
0: Yes, it should as it should be as it should be and. Anya Chalotra as Yennefer was the best thing in that whole frickin' show. As much as I love Henry Cavill as Geralt, I cannot say enough how effing amazing Anya Chalotra as Yennefer was because, it, like, just to see her whole transformation story, to see how powerful she was, and, and she's like a new actress. She knocked it out of the ballpark. I'm... I could go on for days how much I loved her. But, um, AJ, I know that you watched The Witcher. So, what are your thoughts of uh, this extended universe?
2: Okay. I want to, before I start talking, I want to say I love my girlfriend. I would never cheat on her, ever. But, know, oh, oh, my good God almighty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gorgeous.
2: She's so beautiful. <laughs> gorgeous. I thought um, Amelia Clark's um character in Game of Thrones was incredible. Nope. Nope. Forgot about her instantly. Jennifer in this movie. Um, not movie. Um, in The Witcher. Gorgeous. Anyway.
0: Yeah, Jennifer was with like to you. Jennifer was like, hold my chalice. <laughs> hold my chalice. Basically. <laughs>
2: Basically. Anyway, I have to agree with Tia. I think Jennifer was the best part of season one of The Witcher. Um, Henry Cavill as Geralt was perfect for me. Um, I didn't personally play the game, but I did watch gameplay um, gameplay of it. Um, and I thought he did an incredible job. Um, Freya um, as Siri... Did a, wonderful to- uh, did a wonderful job. Um, the world building, the the magical rules to the whole mythology of The Witcher was done incredibly. Um, I actually tweeted this out um, before and it went big. I didn't even know it was going to go that big, but I said that I prefer season one of The Witcher over season one of Game of Thrones. Um... If you all know me, Game of Thrones is my favorite series of all time and still is. But overall, I think The Witcher Season 1 is probably some of the best TV I've experienced in my entire life. Um, I think, for 2019 at least, I think the one show that might beat it is, uh, my goodness. Uh, no, nah, I can't even
1: say The Mandalorian?
2: No, not the Mandalorian. That's third. Um, it'll come back to me. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that the costumes were incredible. The cinematography was beautiful. Uh, this could have been a movie and I was like, actually, no, I'm happy this wasn't a movie, but I am upset that Netflix did this all at once because I've watched all eight episodes in one day.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. You were binging.
2: I, I was binging like no, no one can understand. Like, I was supposed to do some stuff that day. I was like, fuck no. i watching The Witcher. I started around, like, what, 6 o'clock? No, I started around 10 o'clock, and that ended around, no, sorry. I started at 12, and I ended at 8, That's somewhere around 8, at least. And I wanted to watch it again after I was done. That's how incredible I thought it was. And the show I was thinking about was um, The Watchmen. I thought The Watchmen was uh-huh. the perfect season of 2019. Anyway, we're talking about The Witcher. I just love this series. I can't wait to get more. And this has gotten me more excited for more video game series. Now I want a Assassin's Creed series. Uh, I think they're coming out with a Monster, Monster Hunter series, which they are? I think, yeah, I, I think they are. Which, if that's true, I'm excited for that. But the most important thing that we need to get is Assassin's Creed as a TV series. Maybe on HBO, probably on Netflix. It just has to be a big budget like this was, and I'll be happy. So, The Witcher, round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, freaking, uh, I-, I would agree, AJ, with what you're saying um, about freaking The Witcher having a better season one than Game of Thrones. Because as much as I love Game of Thrones, even despite the last season, it took a while for it to pick up in the first season. Uh, whereas, you know, The Witcher only had eight episodes, so it needed to pick up, like, instantly. And I think that it did. And I think that it did a marvelous job. Um, Brittany, I know that you haven't watched it, which shame on you, because I know, I know. But um, as you know, (laughs) toss the coin to your witcher is the best
1: thing ever. So, what are your uh, comments on The Witcher? I'm going to say, I know this song didn't come out in 2020, but it's my song of 2020. It it (laughs) it is everything. I was going to say it's funny because I've been wanting to stream playing The Witcher because I have the third one, but I never played it. I got it for free when I worked at GameStop. But apparently it's almost a little controversial to stream because there's so much sex in that game, so much nudity, (laughs) so much everything, but that they're almost giving it a pass because it's too hard to censor it, like to keep people from being against like TOS, like Terms of Service, on it because The Witcher show blew it up with so much excitement that people have been wanting to watch other people stream it. So I know if it's becoming that big of a deal, I feel like The Witcher is going to be the new Game of Thrones where people just sit and obsessively wait for the new episodes or wait for it to come on. What what, uh, streaming channel is it on, like service? On Netflix. Man, is Netflix letting them get away with the sex scenes in that? I thought that would be on something like HBO. Well, I mean, it has
0: it has sex in it, but not like, I mean, there is an orgy scene, but <laughs> and there's a lot of nudity. Like Jennifer is topless, like a lot of that freaking show. But um, <laughs> they're like, we they, we know what the money maker is. Well, I mean, listen, if you watch Narcos, if that's a Netflix production, there's a shit ton of nudity and cursing and fucking in that one. But uh, with the freaking, I don't know, like, I've not read the books or watched the game or, like, played the game, but uh, Mike um, is a big fan of the books of The Witcher, and he said that, like, the, the show has done it really faithfully. Like, I was seeing a lot of praise online from people who are big fans of the book who said that, like, there's not been a better, like, faithful rendition of a book than The Witcher. Like, they really got a lot of shit, like, down pat. And as far as um I heard that, like, in the games, Yennefer, or the books, Yennefer and Geralt's, like, first interactions with each other is, like, her hungover and naked, and then her pretty much like, Who the fuck are you? Like, and it's like, that, that just, that is so them. Like, Yennefer could literally bring down a whole entire village, and
1: Geralt's like, Heart eyes, motherfucker. <laughs> heart heart <laughs> like, eyes. If they were messaging each other, he would only send Heart eyes, huh?
0: And Geralt is so in love with Jennifer. She could literally, like, use magic to turn someone inside out, and he'd be like, wow, she's so amazing. Look at this woman. And it's like, you know what? That's the type of support we all need. But um, let us move on. We are down to the number one in our top ten connected universes in TV and film. I feel like we've gone through a whole lot. Um, Let's go through them really quick before we get to number one. We have Harry Potter. The X Men universe, the Lawn Ore universe, the DCEU, the Defenders universe, the DC Universe app universe. Yes, I'm still calling it that. The MCU, Unbreakable, The Witcher, and AJ, it is your number one. I already know what you're going to say because I was like, if he's putting the MCU at number four, that could only leave one other universe for number one. So go ahead, AJ.
2: Since you know it, I'm gonna let you guess what it is.
0: It's Star Wars.
2: Yep, Star Wars.
0: <laughs> I G- should have said Star Trek just to throw him off. <laughs> you know Star Trek, right? Right, right. <laughs> we
2: we would
1: have fought right after that.
0: Mm-mm. We would have fought.
1: He would never come back on here again. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: I will quit these <laughs> five nations for life. No, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, Star Wars has been part of my life since the beginning. And when I mean since the beginning is around 8 o'clock. I mean, 8 o'clock when I was age 8. Goodness.
0: I, <laughs> I was like, wow, you know what time you were born? <laughs> <laughs>
2: When I was eight, I watched watched, um, Phantom Menace, and I was in love with it. I probably watched Phantom Menace about seven, maybe ten times when I was around that age. And, of course, my tastes have changed since then. I was like, nope, don't really care for this. But guess what? I still watch it. I still enjoy it, no matter all the problems. And it's because of George Lucas' um, story and more, and just ideas for the entire trilogy. The mythology is incredible. It's probably the best mythology of – sorry, I'm being nice. It is the best mythology <laughs>
0: <out> of any, <laughs> any,
2: fran- any movie franchise, any movie universe. Star Wars is just life. Now we're going to the new trilogy. I understand that the the story as a whole is a little messy, but, oh, wait, have we all watched Rise of Skywalker yet?
1: I have not, but I probably won't, so you're not going to bother anything with me.
2: Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Okay. I know,
1: I'm just disappointing (laughs) you. It's okay. My Rise mother of, says I'm a
2: Rise disappointment, too. You're fine. You're fine. I'm not going to be mean. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is the best of the new trilogy. I will rank it Rise of Skywalker, then Force Awakens, and then Last Jedi. It used to be the last Jedi until I watched the Rise, Rise of Skywalker, and I was like, God damn it. Now need more of Finn, Rey, and Poe, because those, no. um, the three of them, their chemistry is on par with Luke, Leia, and Han. Uh, I just love the way that J.J. J. Abrams directed this movie. Um, I hope he can direct one of the next movies that's coming out. Sooner than later, I'm hoping. Oh, before I forget. Um, there's been a rumor that we will have a new Star Wars series and it's gonna be around four hundred years after uh what was it? Uh Phantom Menace. So that means we can get a younger, um younger Yoda, uh just basically everybody that's younger and new characters, new and explore more of the mythology within the old Jedi, the old Sith with Darth Bane and all of that. So I'm super excited for the future of Star Wars. The present of Star Wars is still amazing to me, no matter the flaws. Um, I'm going to let y'all speak.
0: I'm done. I'm gonna let y'all speak. <laughs> um, I will say that growing up, of course, I saw the original Star Wars trilogy. I think that anyone who was who's alive has seen that. Uh, you know, just because my dad liked the original Star Wars, so I think we have them on like VHS, H, the VHS tape or something like that. But my dad took me to go see the uh, prequel trilogy in theater, and I stand by them. Okay. I stand by them. I, like, a week or so ago, had nothing else to watch. I was perusing through Disney Plus app, and I put on The Phantom Menace. And I I liked it. Like, I don't give a shit what anyone says. I liked it still to this day. So I stand by the prequel series. Um, The new trilogy, you know, we all have different tastes, AJ. I... You know, I thought the Force Awakens. Was, I thought the Force Awakens was decent. Um, I did not like the Last Jedi, but it's okay. We can have that difference in opinions. Um,
2: no we the best thing You
0: have to like it. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say the best thing that Star Wars has ever produced is the Mandalorian. If we're talking about extended universes, the freaking Mandalorian like trumps everything that season one was beautiful it was perfect it was stunning holy shit that last episode just give the next movie to either john sabro deborah cho or freaking taika watiti because it's in good hands with those three like it was insanely good i'm looking forward to the obi One series um I haven't seen Rogue One, but I know that they're coming out with a Cassian series, so I like Diego Luna, so we'll go with that, too. But, I mean, yeah, if you're talking about a, a huge extended universe, I mean, the Star Wars trilogy has been around since the freaking 70s. Only rivaled by the Star Trek uh, extended universe has nope. been around since the No, not at 60s. all.
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> um, Whoa. Well. <laughs> is one of those who, who could only love one the Trekkies versus the Star Wars um No I like I, I like Star Trek I'm not going to
2: stay around and lie I
0: like Star Trek but it's
2: not it's not as good as Star Wars
0: I'm just I'm not saying that I'm just saying I, it's they're around longer been since the 60s so i'm just saying fair, as far enough. As fair like,
2: enough okay as
0: far as, far as like extending universes that have like been around because you know the marvel extended universe has only been around for the past like 10 years uh, star wars since the 70s star trek since the 60s so yeah um but
1: Brittany, what are your thoughts of star wars <laughs> okay so real talk i didn't when I was younger, I didn't think much of Star Wars because, you know, I wasn't raised watching them. I think it was the Phantom Mentors, too, that, you know, I saw as a kid that I was like, well, that's cool, and then just never cared about again. But I will tell you one thing. Since the young age of Brittany, I have a hunch <laughs> for both of I was obsessed with Boba Fett, so to have the Mandalorian is like everything to me. So let's—I don't even care about the movie series. I just care about the Mandalorians. I care about the TV show, and I care about Boba Fett Yoda. and, Baby, oh, and Yoda. Baby
2: Yoda. As long as you guys still care about Star Wars, I don't care. I don't care how much <laughs> blasphemy y'all talk about the movies. As long as you're Star Wars fans, I am happy.
1: Right, right. I keep. I just was like, the Mandalorians are so cool, and I think like everyone that was like, oh, Boa Fett was done dirty by getting eaten by what was it called, the big giant worm thing?
2: The Sarlacc pit.
1: Yes, he was done dirty. I refuse that he's dead. Like. Didn't, <laughs> Did he actually die there? I don't think so. I refuse to believe it. Boba Fett's also awesome. technically dead be-
2: until proven I have- otherwise.
1: I do believe though that Boba Fett would be kind of a dick to Mando. I I think so. I think right. he would think he was a wuss.
0: Mando is not a wuss, and as he's revealed in the season finale, he is Jin Jin something. I forget now. But holy shit. Yes, yes. That freaking, like, okay, Giancarlo Esposito was fantastic in that. Like, he needs to come back for the second season with the Dark Sabre and the freaking, like, Baby Yoda figuring that out. And, like, it was so awesome, like, finding out more about the Mandalorian culture. Like, that last episode. Girl, I haven't seen
1: the finale. Oh well that's not like problem, Brittany. You have to see it. There's so much. That's bad. <laughs> I'm literally I'm literally watching it tonight. Don't tell me anything. Alright, well you already know you've seen like the first couple of episodes. The badass
0: lady Mando. She's also like oh my God. You have to watch it. Like I'm mad right now that you did not finish it because it's that I'm mad freaking at you.
1: good.
0: Baby freaking Yoda. Baby Yoda. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do in season two if like we don't have any more Baby Yoda. If that's no, it's the Baby Yoda show. It's not even the Mandalorian. It's the Baby Yoda show. But anyway, Brittany, you better freaking watch it. I will. I will not be happy if I tomorrow.
2: When you say the um the Lady Mandalorian, who are you talking about?
0: The the woman who did uh, Mando's. Armor and shit. That's a woman. Oh, okay.
2: I got you. You hey, know, yeah, that's horn. not. Our, uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. When people say, <laughs> "Okay, never mind," just just leave me alone. It's time for me to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I won't say too much since you're watching it tonight, Brittany. But the villain, Gian- played by G Gian- What what was uh, the character's name? AJ?
2: For...
0: The guy who plays the bad guy at the end, who has the dark saber.
2: Oh, I cannot remember. Uh, give me a moment. You can keep talking. All uh... right, well, the, char-
0: the character played by Giancarlo Esposito, It was freaking awesome. Like He was like kind of really cool, and I kind of really wanted more of him, and now I'm sad that we have to wait a whole year for a second season because he would have been I awesome on this year. I thought it was coming out this year. Is there, it's I thought it was 2021. Pretty
2: sure. I'm pretty sure it's this year. Well, it
0: better come we out this, this year. I think moved it up
2: along with um. Oh, um, with
0: Wandavision. Yeah. Oh, good.
2: You, good, John. You can look bro. it up.
0: <laughs> Well, if it is 2020, then good. Now we're friends again, Uh, John Favreau, if you're out there listening. Um, But anyway. His name is Moss
2: Gideon, by the way.
0: Moss Gideon. Oh, Brittany, as soon as you watch the finale, we have to talk about Moss Gideon because he was hot. Um, Anyway, but guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. Anyway. Guys, this is an an amazing episode of the Top 10 Connected Universes in TV and film. While we have about two and a half minutes left, uh, let's get some promotion out there. AJ, what you got for us? What should we be on the lookout for?
2: All right, so y'all should be on the lookout for Geeks by Nation's Patreon page, uh, we should be starting promoting it soon. I'll probably say around next week or two weeks, so, sometime soon, sometime in January. Uh, we will be doing tournaments, for we will be doing movie tournaments, anime tournaments, video game tournaments, and character versus character tournaments. Uh, we'll probably have some more stuff within the Patreon. Probably, We'll probably focus on YouTube stuff as well. Uh, other than that, you can follow me on AJ underscore Geeks Vibe. Uh, I'm on there all the time, 24-7 basically. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds depressing, but it isn't. Uh, I'm
0: always there debating,
2: so if you want to talk, we can talk. That's all I got for tonight.
0: Awesome. Yes, everyone, please make sure you keep an eye out on that. AJ is one of our fantastic contributors at Geek 5 Nation, and he's doing an awesome job with everything. Um, Brittany, what do you have for us?
1: I was going to say you can always find me on twitch.tv slash ittybittybrit. I've been playing a lot of games Been playing Bloodborne lately, but I will be playing Pokemon come Monday because I got it today and I just really, really want to train my score bunny and I want to find shinies and I want to have a good time. So if you like uh, cursing and watching me get scared by the simplest of things, just go check me out there. We've been uh, normally do it Monday through Friday, 9 PM to however long my little body can hold out. (laughs) awesome awesome um and
0: yeah you can obviously find us geek Five nation anywhere and everywhere so please join us hang out with us and it's been an amazing night with you two and thank you all for listening
1: see ya see ya